took hold of 45's neck, gave his helmet a shove with his palm, and jammed the knife straight through the boy's forehead. I winced as 45 gurgled and slid off him, his bright gold eyes vacant as he hit the dirt. The human scrambled to his feet, doing a few celebratory jumps and making whooping sounds. Yeah, what you got, blondie? I adjusted my calm, ignoring the human's annoying attempt to bait me. Wren, 178, 45 down. Beefy's smile slid off his face at the mention of my number. Continue. The voice coming through my calm was flat, uninterested. I locked eyes with Beefy. I wanted him to run. I wanted to kick his legs out from under him and smash that triumphant look on his face into the dirt. I took a quick glance down at 45. I wanted it to hurt. Beefy whirled around and raced away from me, pumping his flabby arms as fast as he could. I bit back a smile as I watched him go. I'd let him have a tiny head start. The chase was my favorite part. I leaped over 45's body and the human looked back as I gained on him. I grabbed his shirt and he stumbled with a grunt, his face smacking against the ground. He clawed desperately at the gravel but it was too late. I jammed my foot into his back as I pulled out my cuffs. I snapped them around his ankles. He screamed, of course. Ren 178, 45's assignment is now secure. Report to the shuttle, the voice in my ear said. I attached a leash to Beefy's wrists, jerking it tighter until he yelped in pain and tugged him over to Tom 45's body. He was a young kid, maybe 14 or so, just out of training. I avoided his vacant eyes as I roped the leash around his wrists. I lugged them past the sad little wooden houses of the slums and back to the shuttle, the blood crusting on my stomach as the wound closed. I shoved Beefy into the black box with the other humans, who cringed at the mere sight of me. I turned away and headed for the other shuttle, pausing to pull the knife out of Tom 45's head. The door opened and the reboots looked up from their seats, their eyes immediately skipping over me to rest on 45. I pushed aside the nagging voice that said I should have been able to save him and carefully placed him on the floor. I took a quick glance around the shuttle and found my most recent trainee, Marie 135, strapped into her seat. I scanned her for signs of injury, but didn't see any. She'd survived her first solo mission. Not that I'd expected otherwise. She looked from me to 45 and back again. She'd been silent through most of our training, so I barely knew her any better than I had her first day as a newbie. But I thought the expression on her face was gratitude. My trainees had the best survival rate. I handed the knife to the shuttle officer, who gave me a sympathetic look. Leb was the only officer I could tolerate, the only human I could tolerate for that matter. I took one of the small seats lined up inside the black windowless shuttle, pulling the straps down my chest as I leaned back. I stole a glance up at the other reboots, but they were all looking at 45, sadly. One even wiped at tears on her face, smearing blood and dirt across her cheek in the process. The lower numbers often cried. 45 probably cried. He was only dead 45 minutes before he rose.
The less time dead before the reboot, the more humanity retained. I was dead for 178 minutes. I didn't cry. Leb walked to the front of the shuttle and gripped the edge of the open door as he peered inside. Ready, he said to the officer piloting the shuttle. He pulled the door closed and I heard the lock snap into place. We lifted off the ground as Leb slid into his seat. I shut my eyes until I felt the shuttle land with jerk. The reboot silently filed out onto the rooftop, and I resisted the urge to look back at 45 one more time as I brought up the rear. I joined the line, pulling my long-sleeved black shirt off to reveal a thin white undershirt. The cool air tickled my skin as I tossed the shirt over my shoulder, spread my legs, and held my arms out like I was trying to fly. I saw a reboot fly once.